0: I got to hit,
1: got it. Okay.
0: Good to go. Cool. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to season three of Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I'm your host, your guide, Rodney Williams. I have a special guest today, but before we get into it, you know what season three is about the experience of bringing everybody in, crowd participation. And I'm just very, very thankful to have this platform and this. Special guest, she means the absolute world to me. We're gonna kind of uncover and peel back the curtains on our story, her story, how we love and support each other and motivate each other. But before we do, everyone knows I have a catchphrase. It's not mine, but there's a certain way in which I do it. It's let's go. And so I invite everybody that is listening, that is watching, even my special, special guest on the count of three. You gotta give me a let's go. You in it? I'm in it. I'm ready. All right, cool. So here we go. One, two, three, let's go. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> it's the energy and love. And today I have my sister, my heart, my joy, a, a person that has loved me beyond measure. And I'm so thankful for her and thankful for all that she is to me. Uh, I'm going to let her actually introduce herself, but just a few things: she is a mother, she is an amazing sister, she is a former president of her, aka Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, and she has led with immaculate grace. She is a reverend. She is a spiritual, spiritual leader that has led so many people from the darkness into the light. And so I have to introduce my amazing sister. Sharice Wheeler welcome to the show how are you? I
1: am so great I am well I'm well I'm excited you know how much I love you you know how much I support you you know how much I believe in you so anything that I can always do to support you and help you is a blessing and it's something that I look forward to so I'm just excited to be seeing you to be chatting with you and to be a part of this journey that God has ordained you for such A season as this.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Tell the viewers, tell the audience uh, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? You know, how'd you get that amazing, beautiful smile?
1: (laughs) Well, I am originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I reside in New Jersey. And you know what? You and I both got these amazing smiles from Pop. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Because he loved it. He loved to smile and his smile could light up a room. And you and I both have that, you know, we inherited that from our father. Um, A little bit about myself. I am a a graduate of Lincoln University with a bachelor's degree in clinical psychology. Um, I have a master's degree from uh, Rutgers University in social work. And I am a social worker with the state of New Jersey and have been um, going on 22 years. tweaking years, somewhere somewhere around there it's been a long time um i'm excited i'm excited about the work that i do in the community as well as spiritually um i have what i call a ministry where i still send out text messages every day um supporting people some people i know some people i have never ever met it's just someone saying hey can you send a text message to this person and it's always a scripture and it's something to just help them get on their journey on the, in this in this world we call life from day to day. So, you know, I'm just, I'm excited. You know, um, you and I have so much in common. You know, I'm the oldest sibling, but it's mm. like you, you and I are neck and neck in terms of age <laughs> because your wisdom is far beyond your years. Thank so you. I am just a, a proud big sister. I'm very, very proud of you um, and the work that you're doing. And, you know, you know, you have supported me in so many ways. Um, you know, with just some of the, the podcasts that you do, just sometimes when you just speak into my spirit, you know, you have been such a blessing to me. And I see and I know that this journey that you're on is going to impact and has impacted so many, many people, so many lives. You know, I, I got this phrase from you, live in every moment, every yeah. moment that you can live in it. And you know what? I spread that. I spread light. I support others to live in each and every moment. Because you know, I was always one of the multitask. I'll talk to you, I'll be working, I'll be on the computer, I'll be doing something else. But after we talked about what that moment looks like and living in that moment, I realized when I'm talking to you, when I'm talking to others, I stop what I'm doing. And I live in that moment and share that moment with others. I got that from you. Something <laughs> that may appear, to be simple is something that so many people do not do because yeah. we are always and as as a woman we're always multitasking being a parent being in the church being at we doing all these different things instead of when you're at church you're living in that moment you're mm-hmm. not in service thinking about the grocery store what you're going to cook tonight when you're at work you're thinking about whatever your job is that is what you're doing for that day when you're at home, you're relaxing, kicking back, not thinking about what you're going to do at work tomorrow or what you're even going to do to, uh, on Sunday at church. Yeah. You're living in every moment. And I got that definitely from you. So I am grateful for the lessons that I've learned from you. Very, very grateful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You know, our journey. Um, 21 years ago you know obviously we didn't grow up i didn't grow up with you in the household and and you know we met the summer of august 2001 right before 9 11.
1: yes and and
0: that was the beginning you know obviously it was it for me it was shock the way in which it was presented and we can talk about that on another podcast but the journey in which i know we both had you know growing pains right because that's something as adults to like Here's your, siblings, you know, here are your two, two sisters and there you go, right? That's kind of exactly. like, well, you know, from different ends, we have different feelings, right? And so our journey getting to where you are such an inspiration, you talked about the, the verses, the texts the text that you send, that helped me when I was putting my book together. You know, there were times when there was kind of doubt and could I do it? And to get messages from you that were... Filled and infused with love, you know, help push me through those moments. And you know, I know that's something that you are working on in the future to really get out to the masses. Um, Yeah, because you've been encouraging me. How did you start to come up? Yeah, how did you come up with that idea? You know, what what triggered you to, you know, start doing that and reaching out and sending people, you know, messages, text messages with scripture and encouragement. What? How did you get to that point?
1: So in 2015, I was actually in an emergency room and I stayed, I think, two nights in the hospital overnight. Um, at that time, they were just, I had like, maybe some heart palpitations. They said it was nothing major. Um, it was really it was stress related because we were getting ready for a big conference. So it was stress related. And I was actually laying in bed and one of my sorority sisters was having a hard time And she said, but I'm not gonna bring it to you because you're in the hospital. I said, no, it's fine. And she wouldn't talk to me about it. So I laid in bed, I said a prayer and I sent her a text message. And she sent that text message to someone else and it started from there. And so from there, different people would say, can you just pray for me? And I say, hey, I'll pray for you. But even even better than that, I will also encourage you. I'm not gonna just pray for you today. i'm going to send you something if you want every day so initially i was doing that three times a day in the morning in the afternoon and in the evening and it became a a lot for me to do so then i just kind of branched it off to just once a day and i have over 100 people that i send messages to daily Wow! and it's just you know whatever god gives me it may be triumphant tuesday and i'll send a scripture about overcoming on that particular day, not realizing that at that point someone may need it and really to tell you the truth each and every scripture and each and every text that i send in his home first yeah. It hits home first It's really it's really birthed out of my spirit and out of whatever pain or whatever emotions i'm having that day i may feel as if okay i gotta overcome today Cause I know that God has called us to be overcomers and I may feel, you know what? I'm on top of the world. You know why I'm on top of the world? Because I have Christ mm-hmm. and he is my pilot. He's going to guide me. I want others to feel on top of the world. So what I'll do is share that. So yeah. every day I, when I get up, I pray. And I tell you within like probably 20 minutes, I've sent over a hundred text messages because I don't necessarily do group because some people I have people in California, some people that hours are different. Some people do respond. So I send them individually only, there's only about maybe two groups and the groups are maybe three at, at most. I send them individually, you know, and it's just, you know, people respond and I'm like, well, you know, sometimes I'll say, well, God, you know what, I'm a little tired today and so are they, they may not really want, any, want anything today. And at the end of the day, they're like, we need to hear from God. Please send it. Please send that message. Whatever God gives you, you know, it could be on healing. It could be on comfort. It could just be on the fact that you have to live in that, that moment, whatever that moment is, whether it's a trying moment, a moment filled with trials, live in it. Because when you come out of it, it's going to be something that you've learned. It's going to be an experience that is going to take you from where you were to where you need to go. So I'm always just supporting um, others. And it's just something that uh, it's a gift, the same gift that you have, same gift. That, we have the same gift.
0: <laughs> and it's, I, it's amazing I, how how you said, you know, uh, how you're the oldest and I'm the youngest and how we share in our passion for surrender and service and wanting to make, cause that is, that is something that, um, is needed as a shift towards positivity and love. Like people need that, especially everybody going through the lockdown for the two years and trying to figure out how to assimilate themselves back into society, if you will. Like people need that uh, bolstering of uh, love and support for their emotional well-being. And you're, you're amazing at doing it and continue to do it. I, I know I can't wait until the book actually comes out because for you to have hundreds of people that you reach out to, I mean, imagine, look at that ripple effect, right? Like you send, God gives it to you to send out. And once it goes past the horizon, that ripple effect, we don't see it, but you know, it's there because God put it in your heart to do it. And I know and it's amazing. Are and people it. the benefits. Yeah. And others are
1: sharing it. And you know what? I, I look and I, it, it blesses me um, to receive a text message. I received a message one day from a woman. So, so, so listen to this story. So. There was someone's number in my phone who I had no idea who she was. I accidentally, well, in my mind, I accidentally sent it to her. Mm. She said to me, when I realized who I sent it to, she said to me, I apologize. She said, no, no apologies needed. She said, I don't know how I know you. I said, I don't know how I know you either. She said, but you just saved my life because I was on a verge. I was trying to come up with a plan to commit suicide. And so from that point, I send it to her every single day. Don't know her, don't know how her number was in my phone. I know at some point I had to have met her, had to be a few years ago, but she didn't remember me and I didn't remember her at all. But on for that day, I sent her a couple messages and I said, look, you know what? I'll call you, we can have prayer. And I called her, we had prayer. And from that day, Moving forward, I send her a message every day. And it's about, you know, uplifting, being supportive. And it's not that we don't have trials or we don't have aches or we don't have pains. We don't have things. There are things that we do that I call there that God will allow to happen in our lives. They're growing pains. You could be 90 and still have growing pains through Christ because you serve him. And the things that we go through, they grow us into whatever the, the next phase of our lives, whatever God is trying to teach us. These pains are what we, we use to know, you know what, God is real, because guess what, had I not gone through this, I wouldn't be where I am, yeah. had I not received this pain from this person or this situation, I would still be stagnant and be where I am, yeah. but thanks be to God who gives us glory in everything and victory in everything that we do, he gives us victory. We just have to tap into it and see it. And again, live in each moment. Sometimes we don't live in the, the moments that he gives us. And so we miss the message that mm. comes out of that experience in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. And, you know, as growing up, learning and knowing that God would never put too much on your plate that you couldn't handle. So if it is on your plate, you are meant to handle it as only you know how or else he wouldn't have given it to you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. handling the fact that we just met in
1: 2001. Right. But, you know, but the beautiful thing is, if, if when we look at it, our relationship is as, as if we grew up together yeah. in the same household. Right. We share so many things alike. Yes. We share so many, our thought processes are alike. You know, there's so many things that we carry in our spirit and in our hearts, you and I. So it's yeah. just, you know, I'm like, you know, I love my baby brother, you know? Yeah. You're gonna always be my baby brother. You I know what? But, but my baby brother, who, who there are moments, times that I look up to. You're my baby brother, but I look up to you, you know? And that's <laughs> a blessing, you know, because I'm like, you know what? God, you have filled him with so much wisdom, way beyond, way beyond your years. And so, you know, to be able to sit back and tell someone, hey, I'm sharing this with you, but guess what, I got this from my baby brother. And I'm much older than my baby brother, but I got this from him. It's a blessing when you can sit back and learn and it's not about an, it's not about age, but yeah. you can see the wisdom and the gifts that God has given someone much younger than you who's able to share it with you and you're able to share that with others. I share what you give me with others. I don't keep it within myself. I'm constantly telling people: live in live in the moment, live in the moment. I got that from my brother. Live in the moment, live in the
0: moment. You have to. You That's always when when I was going through my yoga teacher training a couple of years ago after pop transition, we had these t shirts made that say "Be present." And whenever I would guide a yoga event or a yoga flow, I would encourage the people that are participating to, as they're breathing, to do that: be present in the moment, think about the breath that you have in and out currently because you don't know what it feels like a past breath that's already gone a future breath you have no idea so all you have is that present breath that will carry you through not only uh, the yoga event but just in life anytime we get out of pocket we always will guide people to say hey you know what focus on your breath because when you focus on your breath, you focus on that calm, you allow God, you allow spirit to come in and speak through you. We're so used to always grabbing the, re- the wheel and making sure we have control. But when you surrender, oh, my God, the floodgates open up because that spirit, that inner voice is going to speak through you and speak to you constantly. There's no delay. We just have to quiet exactly. our minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, an, you know it's an honor and a blessing to see you right here and to have this conversation.
1: And I'm loving this conversation. And it made me think of, I remember when you, you introduced me to, uh, my, what's it called, mindful moments? Yes. And so I remember the fact that, like you just said, trying to have that control. So I remember initially when you sent me the video, um, it said something I think it was like 20 minutes, You you sit and you kind of like total relaxation. Mm -hmm. It tells you to block out everything, um, tells you what to think of. You think of that happy place, you know, and then it takes you through these breathing techniques. And I remember initially failing at it because I was trying to control it. Mm -hmm. And then I learned you can't control it. You got to go with the flow. And once you go with the flow, oh, my God, you are so relaxed. It takes you to a place that you've never been. You know, I love going to the beach. I love sitting by the water. But that place right there, when I did those mindful moments, I said, wow. Hmm. Wow, that was amazing. But initially (laughs) I didn't do it well because I was trying to control it. And then I couldn't get my mind to relax. So it it would say, you know, it says, you know to go to that happy place. I'm in that happy place for like a second. And then I'm thinking about, okay I think I have a meeting tomorrow hmm, what time is that meeting? How do I prepare for that? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't You can't do this and think about tomorrow or even mm-hmm. think about the next second. Mm-hmm. You just got to follow it step by step. And once I learned how to do that and kind of relinquish control, because that's all it is walking with Christ. Letting yeah. go and letting him in. And letting him letting Him lead you and letting him guide you.
0: Yeah. You know, at, at, at my uh, this point in, in my journey and my voyage, it is Connect, you know, I gave my life to Christ June 14th, 96, and it's about diving deeper in the connection for me. You know, I'm not an average church goer, but I understand that the works that I do are for the betterment of everyone, so that's what He wants me to do, and instead of um in my own way, I wanna make it open to everybody. That's why I talk about the experience. we I have a shirt that says, I am the experience. And it's not a cocky thing, like look at me, but I am a direct result of God and source and universe breathing life into a being. So I am the experience of God breathing and giving his agape love to all. And so to be on this path, to be able to um, share and just my experiences bring people in, like you and I having this conversation. When people hear it, they are going to look at the relationships in their family, whether it's familial or whether it's friend. And how can you find that support? How can you find that uh, surrender to find that next step in your abundance to help other people? to make sure that if this is your last day, man, you rocked it out and you made sure that you made a difference.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, one of the things that I think of, you know, when I think of you, I I look at, I look at the the transitions in your life Hmm. and I look at like, you know, I call it work. You've done so much work to be where you are and it's so deserving because it's like, you know, you are selfless. Everything that you do is never about you. It's always about another life, another person. If I can get just one person to love the Lord, to hear, to see, to know that it's a better life out there than what you're living right now. You know, you can get past certain pains, certain traumas that you had, you've had in your life in your past, You can get through them, but it's the work, it's the work behind the scene that gets done. And when I look at the work that you've done, oh my, am I so proud? Because you've done so much work in your life into becoming and being the man that God has ordained you to be. You know, such a phenomenal father. I mean, just amazing, unconditional love. And it's not just you saying you love your children, it's in your walk, it's in your talk, it's in what you say to them, it's in, you know, attending, you know, a a thing, uh, an event at school, attending a basketball game, going, you know, see your, your grandson, you know, it's just, you're just an amazing, amazing young man, amazing, and so when I see the work that you've done, it's just like, you know, it makes me work harder, so I'm like, you know what, if he can get through this, then I can get through that, if he can, you know, work hard, you know, just to just allow the Lord to just kind of govern his steps totally. Cause you know, sometimes you get to the point, you're like, all right, God, you know, you're moving kind of slow. Do you need <laughs> a little help there? God never needs our help. He never ever needs our help. However, we do go there, we do go yeah. there, you know, yeah. but to watch you, you know, you have the patience of Job, you know, you. a very patient person, you know, um, very loving very very giving you know and it's unconditional you know how many people you can say you know you know they care about you or love you without conditions
0: this is this is very true and and you know
1: and you know it's just from the heart you know when i see you and i you know and i hear you you love from the heart from the heart you know some people love well they call it love is based on things is based on okay what can i get from you? what you know oh what are you going to do over here or you know oh if you come to my church and i'll show you love no no, no 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 like you said earlier you may not necessarily be someone that's always in god's house but god is in is in you the church is in you so you're shedding light you're you're sharing light you're 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 helping others to see god's shining light you know so
0: yeah and you know what i shared this with people Reese. i wasn't you know i'm a pisces right and so in order for me to become selfless, I had to be selfish and sit and do the work and evaluate because I was of the, um, the programming to wake up in the morning and how can I please me, 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 ego. That's kind of how we all are, are somewhat programmed. And that left me empty. I've said it on the show before, and I had to reevaluate Like, what did I want to be for my kids? And I couldn't have been that way if I just was always worried about what made me feel good. And then once I shared and and I was surrendering and saw how that made people feel, that made me feel something I hadn't felt before. I was like, oh man, give me more of it. And so that's why every day I wake up and I'm able to serve and I'm able to show up in love because man, my cup overruns my my drum overruns with love and so it's easy to you know to do it and I program myself to do it so more 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 every single day um yeah yeah I, I want to talk and it to, shows you know,
1: kind of, it shows it shows it really you. does you you spend time with God it's obvious it's yeah. obvious
0: yeah the other day when we were on FaceTime with uh with Aunt Barb and I know she normally doesn't do it like I was smart. Smile- it was funny. She was commenting how big my smile was because I hadn't seen her in two years. So I was just ecstatic, obviously, to see you. But you know, connecting with uh, Brian, connecting with Raina, to be able to reconnect with Aunt Barb, like that is what was missing in my life. I wasn't connected to our extended family because born and raised here in Houston, right? And so to have that now, and this awareness to really every day, Brian and I. FaceTime, and when I'm on the show, and I'm like, ah, (laughs) that's a shout out to him. And I didn't know he told me. He said, you know, after that uh, episode where I did ah, I'm Barb asked him like, why do you do that? And he said, because I was I wasn't supposed to be here. Remember his accident back in the day? Yeah, I remember. In a coma for two months. I
1: remember visiting him in the hospital.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he says, he says ah, because that is a signal, a symbol of him embracing the moment of being alive when he wasn't supposed to be here. He said he was dead before he got to the hospital. They revived him. And so yeah. for me to honor him by saying, by doing that, and then to come around and find out there's actually meaning behind it, oh man, it yeah. makes it an eternal moment, right? And so yeah. um I, I, I want you to share, you know, with the, you know, I was never in a fraternity and I know that you as a powerhouse that you are, Tell me about the experience of being the president of, you know, of your of your chapter. For how how long were you the president?
1: Four years. So I was the president wow. of the Upsilon Delta Omega chapter for four years. <laughs> so we served four years. Um, you know what? It was an amazing experience. Um, you're leading. Um, for me, it was not just leading in terms of community services and impacting communities. Was also spiritual. You know, leading spiritually. You know, um, my chapter right now probably about a hundred women. Um, and I also served on the um, regional level as well. So I was, as I'm still on the prayer team, which is a regional for the whole region. Um, we pray for the region. Um, we take in uh, prayer requests. So as leading, um, as the the we call it the bass list, but the president of the Delta Omega chapter was a wonderful experience. Um, hard work because you're you're constantly in meetings. We have um, from our international level there are targets that we have to meet. So, for example, um, just this year, we've done, um, even though it was a lot, of, a lot of things we did virtually. We give to students who are going on their way to college, $2,000. We did um, HBCU for Life, supporting those, those high school students that want to go on to HBCUs. Uh, we did um, shoes, uh, we call it Souls for Shoes, mm-hmm. collecting shoes for the needy making shirts for those unfortunate in Haiti. Um, It's so much that we do. Um, We do food demonstrations. We do every February we call it um, pink goes red because we don't wear red, we wear pink, but pink goes red. And it's really to educate those about heart disease. And you know, I've struggled with heart disease, heart disease, hypertension, and diabetes. And we brought brought in a cardiologist we brought in um, someone who did exercises. She led us in um, a exercise for like 45 minutes, but it was great. Yeah. Um, so it's just impacting the community. And then it's the sisterhood, um, meeting women, you know, like-minded women um, from all walks of life, all backgrounds. We come together, we support each other, we love one each other. Um, and we come up with ideas of how can we make communities better? You know, and we're located, it's about 300,000 AKAs. You know, wow. as you know, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. You know, so it's just the work is never done. You know, we, we're never, never done. We're always trying to find ways of making things better for people, um, families, communities, you know, um, I love the pinky green. I love being a part of it. You know, it's not just the colors, it's not just the wing, but it's the sisterhood and it's the work behind um, Alpha Kappa Alpha, you know, supporting what our founders set up in 1908, you know, mm-hmm. setting up to make sure that, you know, we as women can be powerhouses to support communities, you know, and we support other Greek organizations the Deltas, the Zetas, you know, Sigma Gamma rose, you know, the Brothers, the Alphas, the Qs, the Kappas. We support all of them, the Sigmas. So we do have events sometimes that's together. We do have fundraisers sometimes that's, you know, together. We um, usually do an annual annual jazz brunch where we raise a lot of money to support all of our events that we do, you know. um, We used to do uh, what we call a uh, chapter, it was a chapter picnic for a shelter where we would buy all the food dj have toys have all kinds of um, activities for the women and children who were in shelters and it would be a full day of activities that we funded hmm. um clean up playgrounds go out you know we, we don't we we're not just pretty we get our hands dirty (laughs) we get our hands dirty you know we go out we clean you know we clean you know playgrounds you know we did we did did, our chapter just did uh, a mural at a school for uh, Martin Luther King Day of Service we partnered with um, this company in Camden New Jersey where we made uh, I want to say probably for about 500 homeless Homeless individuals, care packages, you know, put water, water, snacks, socks, nice cards to uplift with encouraging words that we had some of the students to, to write in, um, to, to write encouraging words, um, boxes full of stuff that we just went out into the communities and found where the homeless were and just gave it to them. You wow. know, so there's a lot that we do. We make, we make pillowcases for those that have cancer. You know, we do cancer awareness, we do a breast cancer walk. So there's a lot. So being the president at that time means you lead by example. So if your chapter is doing a breast cancer walk, you're at that breast cancer walk, you're the the first out there. If your chapter is making pillows for youth worldwide who are struggling with cancer, you're there making those pillows. If your chapter is making, you know, shirts for Haiti, you're there making those shirts. Whatever the chapter was doing, I was there. To support because you cannot lead, be a leader, and not lead by example. Um, and the one thing that I um, that was a takeaway for me, um, some of the sorority sisters in my chapter, they they said to me, you know, you always made us feel included. No idea was too small. It wasn't mm. about I'm only going to get ideas from other officers. Everybody in my chapter, everybody mattered. Yeah. Everybody matter, you know? So it wasn't just, you know, because you're an officer, you know, I'm just want to hear from you. No, you're a person, you're a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hear from you. It doesn't matter that you're not an officer. Whatever ideas that you have, they're good ideas and we're gonna find a way to include them. And that's how I, that. to be honest, that's how I'm in my, in, in my life. That's how I live my life, you know, at work janitor, maintenance, whoever, whatever your position, you're human being first. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge you just as that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing for a living. I acknowledge you for who you are, you know? So it was a great experience. It was four years and I'm, I'm you know, I'm still active now. You know, I'm, I'm not an officer. Well, I'm on what they call the presidential council. Okay. Um, so there are meetings that I do, you know, I do attend and I do still, you know, support my chapter. Um, but it's a rewarding experience the, the thing, the thing is that you're supposed to be able to do, let's say you go to Dubai, I go to Dubai and I get stranded in Dubai, right? I get stranded in Dubai. There's sorority sisters in Dubai that I can call. Mm. They're supposed to make sure I'm okay. And if they get stranded in New Jersey, I'm supposed to make sure that they're okay. You know, mm. so it's all about the sisterhood, about the love, about the support, you know, and just living life. On life's terms, as God sees fit, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I love that because I recently became part of a, a men's group. I joined a, a, a men's program. And I was in Austin a couple weeks ago. And I, I attended my first men's circle. And it was so amazing to have men from all different wakes of life, ages, creeds, religion, whatever. And be in a safe container where there were journaling prompts and in small groups we shared personal things and it was something that hey whatever shared here stays here but that showed me that if we start to create little pods of that especially like in our culture because ultimately that's what i want to do is for men of color create bigger spaces where we feel safe where we feel it's okay to not be okay and share with our brother across from us without any judgment, knowing that all that we're going through was meant to shine us up so that when we come on the other side, we're that much better than where we were. And so I love that you said that because it's so powerful to have groups of women and men coming together and honoring just that, like you said, uh, us being beings, human beings, growing together. And and I love how, um, you know, in my own way, I've kind of followed in your footsteps too with that. (laughs) Taking action to serve and surrender. It's it's wonderful to see. And I was always proud, like even though I wasn't, like I said, I I didn't uh, pledge, but to hear your experience and to know that you were the president and you had servant leadership it wasn't just words as you mentioned it was taking the action and no matter what always being a safe haven so that is that is so wonderful to to see and to see that smile and to know how many lives you've touched in so many different arenas and you know Some what the you, know, you
1: know what, what's uh <laughs> what's amazing is that a lot of people don't know i'm actually really shy but you can never tell it <laughs> <laughs> You could never, you could never really, um, you know. I, I was always the one who, you know, well, I wanted to be in the background, um, except when it came to sports. So in mm. high school, you know, junior high and high school, I played basketball, softball, gymnastics. I ran track. I was in drama. I was on a choir, but could not really hold the tune up well. I did find that <laughs> out when they when they preached it. My pastor was like, "Okay." wonderful amazing sermon um no no singing <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know your gifts right 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 <laughs> look, look i'm gonna tell you this story right it was really yeah. funny um so you know i had to uh, join the choir in lincoln and you had to audition and i auditioned and i did well so we were singing all over the world so you couldn't tell me that i could not sing. so one day i just got finished preaching and we were doing offering and i was feeling so good The altar was filled up, we prayed, and you know, it was just amazing. People came to Christ, it was just amazing. So at the end, it was the offering. So I'm up there and I'm like, I'm really feeling good. And I start singing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wondering why people are kind of looking at me, (laughs) kind (laughs) of weird. My my pastor, he looked at me, he was like, we got it, we got it. And afterwards he was like, you know, that service was amazing. But just, you know, God gifted you with the word. With the word. You were singing. <laughs> and I'm like, but you couldn't tell me. I auditioned and yeah. I sang well at Lincoln University. But not, now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not now. Not now. Not now. Tell, tell it was, me about the. Tell me about the uh, that part of your journey when, you know, when taking that call, hearing the call to be in the ministry and become a reverend? How did how did, how did did that all come
1: about? Well, you know what? I ran from it for a while because I never wanted the responsibility at all. And so I remember, um, I want to say it was like, I want to think it was like 1996. 96, I believe it was a 97. My former bishop, called me one day at work and he said i'm going to have this was this was a thursday the service was the next day he said um god told me to have you preach tomorrow i said, i said <laughs> we started saying we started saying, god, god didn't tell me that <laughs> he said just be ready he said Cause i'm calling on you and so i preached um my first sermon was you are under arrest Mm. And what it was about, if I could kind of think about it a little bit, uh, about letting go of control, doing things your way. God has come to arrest you so that you can begin to do things his way. Mm. You're under arrest. All the madness in your life, it stops here now. You know, Mm. so that was, it, it was, I was nervous. So I'm thinking, and see, the thing about it was, right, I wasn't on any any um any ministries. I was sit almost at the back queue before my bishop could get down to the to the door to to you know wish everybody well. I was already out the door. So when he called on me, I'm like, I'm not on your choir, I'm not in your usher, I don't do it, I sit in the back of me. Soon service is over, soon as you do the benediction, before you can say amen, a I'm already out the door on A. So that was then, so in 2003 is when I actually got ordained. And um, it, it's, it's been an amazing journey, some ups, some downs, because um, you'd be surprised how many people are hurting. And when you love people, it's not about loving God's people, it's about loving people, whether they serve God or not. And it's about letting them know, I don't look like, I remember, um, the church I got ordained through, um, we would ha- we would go out on Saturdays and ministers in the community. We would have people on drugs come in on Sunday with their crack pipe. We would minister to, the- to them and then feed them, no cost. And we did this for a while, for a few years and it was in a, you know, I'm I'm there dressed, nice dressed heels and on the an altar, hugging and loving on someone that's been selling their body all night long for the past week, no bad at all, but hurting, she's hurting and she just needs someone to embrace her. It didn't matter what I was wearing. This was a soul mm-hmm. and this was about helping this woman to know God loves you and that there is healing, you know? Mm. So it wasn't about, you know, what I wear. It's not, for me, it's never about clothing. It's never about money. It's about healing. It's about deliverance. It's about living your best life through Christ. You know, the saying everybody says, I'm living my best life. But well, are you really living your best life without Christ? Mm. You're not. All
0: right. You're living a
1: life, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's not is the best to your ability not realizing that there's a better life for you once you surrender and give your life to christ you know Mm. so it's been an amazing journey like i said you know like i said ups and downs you know trying to make sure that you're not controlling things when things don't go as planned but just being mindful that when you walk in christ you're walking in faith and also integrity honesty and love you know I i I I call I consider myself to be a radical radical Christian because I, I can't I can't see you saying you are walking in love and as soon as you leave service, you're telling somebody off. Hmm. I don't understand that. <laughs> well, you walking you walking in love, but you can't forgive. Hmm. And, but you say, you know what, oh I I'm on the choir, I'm in the usher, on the usher board, I'm doing all these things. But Someone did something to you, you can't forgive. They want forgiveness from you. And the word lets us know that God, that gives us, how many times? 70 times, 70 times, 70. I mean, it's, it's it's never, ever ending, never, ever ending. But, you know, sometimes those, you know, with their pompous attitude, want to take on the role as God and want to punish folk for a lifetime. Not realizing that you're no different, you're no better. With the word of God tells us, we all sin and fall short. We all from the pulpit to the door, you know? So it's just trying to get people to understand and know that, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, I tell people, you know, even when I send text messages, it doesn't mean that you won't go through, you'll go through things because we're li- we're living in this body. So you want to go through things, but, the way you go through makes a difference. You know, I always tell people, you gotta, you know, fool the enemy, fool the devil, make it, keep going until it looks like you're making it, even though you on the inside you may feel that you're not. You have to fool the enemy. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'm, you know, exhausted or whatever, and I'm like, okay, all right, God, I'm dragging because I don't feel like going to work. But then I'm then I'm grateful that I have a place to go to to, to go to, to call work. It's a mm-hmm. career. I'm helping to save the lives of children. So it's like, you know what? I just begin to glorify God and say, you know what? I think I, despite how I'm feeling, sometimes you have to give God a praise despite whatever is going on around you. I always tell people all the time, praise, worship, the scripture, the word, music, all of it changes the atmosphere. If you find that your atmosphere is dark, it's a way to change that. You mm-hmm. don't have to stay there, you know, so. And I have to remind myself of that, you know? I'm still I'm still here on this side of heaven. I haven't arrived. Yeah. So I still have to remind myself, okay, you know what? You, you're not gonna have that pity party today because mm. you're gonna sit in that party by yourself. Who wants to be at a party alone? Mm. Come out of that pity party, mm. you Because know? you, you're over there by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I remember um, getting back to when you were talking about uh, Raina and our Barb, you know, um, Having that relationship with them is just really, really amazing. You know, uh, Raina and I—we text all the time. Every, you know, every day, every other day, we text and check on each other, and I check check on um our, our bar. um Barb. But I remember uh, when, you know losing our, our sister, mm-hmm. and I remember really being angry. Like God, I pray for so many people. I see miracles happen. I see people healed. I see people delivered. And I was like really in my emotions about, all right, God, I'm not understanding this. You know, she went for a simple procedure. I had, to, I had a simple procedure like that three years ago, the same simple procedure. And to my knowledge, no one has passed from it. So I had to say that I had to allow God to really minister to me and say, you know, although she had lupus, she did get healed. She just didn't get healed down here. She got mm-hmm. healed on the other side. But I had to allow myself to relinquish the emotion of anger, frustration. Why me? Why her? Why now? All the questions that people don't want to say that they ask that they do because mm-hmm. we're human, you know. And just allow the Lord to just minister to me and to to break in to break the anger to remove the chains of anger and frustration. And that was actually turning into bitterness. And so I, you know, once I got through that, um, it was a learning experience, you know, I miss her every day, but grateful for the years that I have with her. Um, it taught me that you still don't have control over everything. Cause I'm thinking, okay, God, but I prayed. And yes, I did but it doesn't mean that because I pray that I have control of the outcome because he who we pray to is the one that has control of the outcome.
0: Mm. You can
1: pray all day, but if it's not God's will. And that's why I always end every prayer with whatever, whatever your will is God, that is your will is always perfect, whether I understand it or not. So I was saying, you know, about Raina and I, our family is so important to me, you know, and that's why, you know, with chatting with you i wish you lived closer i wish i could see more of you um i i love you you know and i'm grateful to, for god to have placed you in my life i'm your sister you're my brother i'm so glad that 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 happened because god ordained that you know um you're just a blessing you know you're blessed and i'm glad that you're you know you talked to brian um i love him too I um, remember seeing him in the hospital and I remember praying like, you know, God, he's got to come through this, you know, and then seeing him afterwards, you know, he's a warrior. He is. He's a warrior,
0: you it know. Warrior, you know? I-, I was sharing with him, you know, because he he was, uh, when you see the um, the coverage, the, the footage of all the kids riding motorcycles, ATVs, dirt bikes, like he was that like he was at the top pinnacle before his accident and i told him i said hearing stories about you the reason why i became a, a avid motorcyclist you know i got a two, I, I got a yamaha r6 in 2002 and it was off of thinking imagining even though i didn't get a chance to experience him riding the stories that i would hear you know and, yeah. and it's um to come full circle and i've shared this you know with not having a lot of close ties to our extended family, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like, man, I don't have a connection. I don't have a connection, but God in the universe doesn't really care of how, our opinion with regard to things. So I kept talking about a familial connection. I was thinking a lack of, and here he comes and he brings in a avenue for me to connect with my extended family yeah. it's like that. Yeah, yeah, Brian started texting me like, "Hey, cuz, how are you, cuz?" Every day at the beginning of May, and then we would, I would respond back, and now every day we Facetime.
1: That's and a blessing. Now every,
0: every, almost every day or every other day, Rain and I, I'm Barb and I are sharing books, and I'm I share my poetry with them, and so that's a strong connection there too. And it's like when you have something, a desire in your heart, and you serve and you surrender, man, I'm saying so we are gonna give it to you. Yeah, it's gonna be it to you. Even if it might be something that might not benefit you, he's gonna allow you to see it and then ask you, like, okay, now that you have it, is it something that you really feel you need to continue to have? Exactly. And what are you gonna do with it? You know,
1: right. I I I um I also connect with Tahira and Jasmine on a regular basis, you know, check with them. And you know, you know what I love um about you and I. Is that we do not allow our family to, de- to, to define how mm. we deal with family. <laughs> we deal with family from our heart. Whoever's open to it, there we are, and that's how we roll, you know. And that's what I, you know, I love. I love family, you know. we have we have so many first cousins; it's unreal. Oh, yeah. I, I connected with Hamid and Jalal um, Father's Day, you know. Happy Father's Day, you know. And the thing about it is, Rod, I don't even know all of our cousins and I'm <laughs> the oldest and I don't even know all of them. You know, I, I do connect with Uncle Joey, Uncle Huey um, on a regular basis. Um, and we, we did that, you know, growing up, but then, you know, I became an adult. I would see them, you know, as long as grandma was alive, I would see them because I would go there for dinners. Mm-hmm. Once, you know, she passed, you know, no one was having dinner, so we weren't connecting anymore. And then now, you know, recently, the past couple of years, we've just been, you know, been connecting. Um, but it's just amazing. I love family, you know. Um, I would say on, on the, the, my father's side, our, on our father's side, I'm closer to um uh First cousins, I'm closer to Raina. Um, yeah. You know, on our, you know, on, our, on Pop's side. Um, on uh, my mom's side, it's, it's totally different. We all like, you know, it's smaller, but we all connect all the time. The mm-hmm. first cousins, you know, it's not it's not 60, 78. Like it's, it's like we have over 70, 80 first cousins. I remember helping with grandmom's obituary and it was like up to a hundred grandkids. And I don't, we still don't know them. I don't know them all. Where on my mom's side, it's probably, you know, First cousins, 20, you know, but we also have uh, uh, um, second and third cousins and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, you know, family's important, you yeah. know, and it's important that we continue to show love to family members who are open, you know, to allowing us to shine and be who we are and we allow them to be who they are, you know. Now, what I will say is I don't do drama. <laughs> now, I do, <laughs> yeah i don't do drama <laughs> now, I, you know i don't do you know but you and i we're going to be see, see each other because we're going to go you know see reina yeah so, you know that's um, i'm looking forward to that you know looking yeah. really really looking forward to that you know yeah. um i had a uh, I think i told you i had brunch with tahira and um jasmine and that was a blessing and i Jean, mom and that was a blessing. So you know, I stay in contact with them. I my thing is this: I'm in contact with whoever is open, open to me connecting with them. You open yeah. to the connection? Here we go. Yeah. You know, let's let's live this experience together. You Let,
0: know. That's right. That's right. Because we were put here to connect, and so that's why, like, sinking my teeth into this platform, and like when you see when people see me, like, this is just who I am. Was for so long, I didn't communicate. I held on to the love. Because I was uncomfortable. Like, what if they don't, re- what if they reject me? Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Because people out there reject you only because they're projecting because they don't know they're not used to it. So, how else and, are they going to get used to it? By reprogramming them to feel what it feels like to be loved, period. And you know, my, also, my obsession, with... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, my obsession is how close in human form can I get to that agape love that God bestows upon us and gives us? Exactly. That's why I wake up every day. And you day. know what,
1: that's the mark that we all need to, that's what we all, you know, especially walking in faith, we all need to be trying to strive to do that. And I always look at when, when it comes to rejection, some people reject because you you're, you're, you're reminding them of something, you're reminding mm-hmm. them or taking them to a place that they believe they're not ready for. You're taking them to a place of pain where healing is needed. But if you don't tap into that place of pain to be open to get that healing, you won't get the healing. So sometimes what you may say to a person or what you may share, they're not necessarily rejecting you. They're rejecting what God has in you because Mm -hmm. it's going to take them somewhere that they're not ready or that they're fighting to not become. When, you know, God is saying this is time you know, yeah. and everybody's not always open or ready, you know, for healing. You know, I know, you know, like some Carmelo was, was, was um, you know, had passed. I think there was a, a time where I wasn't ready to be healed. It was like, you know, I want to stay right here. I want to be angry. I want to be upset. I want to be this. And I had to say, you know what, but what does that do for your life? Yeah. What, yeah. what, what kind of glory is that giving? What, what does that do? you know, you're giving the word, preaching and teaching the word, but you're angry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That doesn't go hand in hand, you know? So I had to, you know, learn and I learned from that, you know, and now it's like, I just, I I consider myself to just be a person that lives within the peaceful realms of what Jesus would have me to live. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm all about peace, um, resolutions, you know, resolving whatever. Let's resolve, let's move on. Let's love on each other. Let's enjoy life. You gotta, you you know, I laugh at myself. um, Sometimes Shonda and I'll be in here. We'll be in here laughing. You would think there's a whole bunch of people in here. It's just she and I. Or we're watching (laughs) the Eagles play. What?
0: Yeah, Fly, Eagles, fly. What?
1: What? Or we're doing service, you know, especially during the pandemic when that, you know, the services were uh, virtual. We, do, we would do our service together. We would do our, uh, our communion together. Like, what? You would think, with, with she and I, that it's just people around. She's about love. She's about, you know, but she got it from my mama, you know? So she's <laughs> about love. She's about <laughs> peace. And, and she's about laughter, you know? I always tell yeah. her, you know, you should have been a comedian. You know? <laughs> she, she, she Shonda keeps me laughing all the time. So, you know, it's a blessing when you have that in your home, you know, when your house is peaceful, that's what you want. You know, everything else, you know, in the world can be happening, but you want to walk into your home. And I always tell God, when someone comes in here, I just want, want them to feel his peace, his love, his tranquility, because there is nothing, nothing that can replace that,
0: nothing that can replace that. Wonderful, wonderful. Cher, what's next? So these next for the remaining five months of the year? I know we, we, we've we planted loving seeds of, of the, the book, the, you know, to, to take it from. And I'm going to share with you how one of my best friends shared with me when I, before I actually officially launched the podcast, I was doing the voice memos and I was sending them to you and sending, and he said, man, I appreciate you uh, including me in this but when are you going to put it out there for the masses? And you're already putting it out there to the masses because you have hundreds of people, but when are you going to get give them something to really sink their teeth in and digest on a daily, weekly basis? When, when, when's that coming?
1: You know what? It's going to be in 2022. You know why? Okay. Because you have been encouraging me, supporting me, and pushing me to do it. And you know what, I'm no longer the president of Upsalam, Delta Omega chapter, and I have time. Thank I do gosh. have time. You Thank know, you so gosh. I just need to, and, and it's, it's so ironic because the other day I was thinking, I'm like, God, I know you're saying, okay, you started the book, you're nowhere near finished, and you do have time. I'm going to take some time and invest, in, and that's an investment in what God has given me and I'm yeah. going to take the time. It's going to be in 2022. Okay? And perfect. you're going to help and you're going to help you're going to help lead and guide me through it.
0: Whatever you need, I'm here. Like, you know, I've already done it, published a couple myself, so it's 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 whatever you need if it is um coming on the show again and talking about it, if it's social media, whatever it is, and even if I can't do it, I'll put you in line with somebody that knows how to do it because the people need it. It helped me. It was like nuclear fuel for me to get that um feel that love and energy not only through your words and the scripture but coming from you the love is tangibly felt from that and i know if it resonates with me with all that you've done in the community is going to resonate beyond anybody's wildest dreams and and it's it's right at the point you know it's i know you're ready i know you've been and so it's just a little loving nudge just a little. And I can't. And, and I can't you know wait. what? I love the nudge and I welcome
1: that nudge. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. I always, Absolutely.
0: you know, thank you so much, Recy, for, you know, for spending this time with me. I, I always, anytime I have a guest and this has been something that I know that the listeners and viewers are going to experience and they're going to take time and take stock. Play this back. Watch it again. Listen to her words. Listen to what we share. It's not about just listening, it's about you experiencing. How can you implement the healing in your life? How can you serve? How can you surrender? How can you make this better? How can you have a better walk in this life? Share final thoughts that you wanna leave with the audience, the viewers of just um, a spirit of hope. I know you have words of wisdom and love, so just share <laughs> something final to, 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 to take us on home. You know, one of, the, one of the things for me,
1: um, it can be something very minor that you're trying to do in life. I'm always reminded that I can do all things, all things through Christ who gives us strength. And I think, you know, that's a scripture that you, you hear constantly, you hear constantly, but to really live it and to know during tough times, you can do all things. You can get through whatever you're dealing with. You can, even if it's like taking five minutes in the morning before you leave your house to say a prayer and say, God, you know what? I don't know how this day is going to be, but because I know that you're in this day, you made this day. This is the day that you have made. And the word says to rejoice. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Although mm-hmm. I don't, so many unknowns, but I know you. Although there was a lot of unknowns, I, because I know you, I know I'm going to have a perfect day because God doesn't make just anything. He doesn't make any junk. He doesn't make any crap, any crap, anything that we basically deal with is things that we kind of create and create in our lives. So sometimes you have to sit back, step back and say, you know what, God, you got this. Someone asked me, um, a cousin who last week said, I just want to be able to talk to God. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pray. How do I do that? I said, the same way you're talking to me. I said, sometimes I say, dear dad. Sometimes I say, heavenly father. Sometimes I say, now God, you know, I am straight forward. I tell God, of course, God knows what we're dealing with. He knows everything. But it's, it's something about telling him. When you tell God, you're sort of exhaling Whatever the negative emotions, and inhaling what he has to offer and give to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, all right, God, you know this. All right, God, I'm driving that. You know he cutting from. You know what? What, what would God want me to do about that? Mm-hmm. Pray for him because <laughs> obviously he or she that just cut in front of me. They're in a hurry. Okay, I'm gonna pray for your safety for wherever you're going. But mm-hmm. just I tell people all the time, it's not the thuds, the thows, and the thuses, and it's just. God, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Can you show me? Can you lead me in your word? Can you guide me? I just want to hear your voice. And to hear God's voice, you got to be still. And, he, and you have to ask him, Lord God, drown out the voices, the negative voices in my own head that I'm saying to myself, I can't do this or I can't do that. And he's saying, but you can. You can, my child, because guess what? I'm leading you. I'm guiding you. I'm, I'm the one that's holding your hand. Wait, I'm the one that's created that created you. Then mm. you know I'm gonna make a way for you since I'm the one that created you just like a father would. So I always tell people, talk to them the same way you would talk to, talk to your, your father. Have that conversation, have that conversation and know that God loves you no matter who doesn't, no matter what's going on around you. There is no greater love than the love of one man, and that is Jesus Christ.
0: Mm. Mm, mm, mm. To all the listeners, viewers, thank you as always for locking arms with me along this journey, this journey of experience. We add these journeys together so that ultimately we can see into the light and it can turn into a voyage. Who doesn't want to be on a voyage? So sink your teeth. Into this gift of life, and be thankful and grateful, and serve and surrender. Reese, I love you so much. I thank love you for being all that you are to me and more. I love you beyond measure. And I this is you, a dude. this this part of, of 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 our lives are exciting because we're collabing. where we we are really truly living in the gifts that we were uh, ordained to do. And so I thank you just being you and i love you so much i love you too i love you too all right thank you. you
1: again all right i will be back soon absolutely